Hello, folks out there. This episode of the podcast is partnered by Audible. Greg, you know what I love about Audible? What do you love about Audible, I don't have to pick up a book anymore and carry it around with me. In fact, I carry it around in my phone, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They literally keep thousands of titles right on your phone, accessible at any time, when you're driving, when you're cooking, when you're mowing the lawn, changing a diaper, doesn't matter. It's all right there at your fingertips, John. They've got podcasts, they've got lectures, they've got some like health and wellness and like fitness series on there that if you just are looking for something to fill that gap, like you're not getting into a book right now, it's all there for you, man. If you're a member, Greg, what's cool about it is you get three titles per month. The first one, you can pick whatever you want. Like I've said, I'll probably start hitting up some of those health and wellness books. And then what's awesome is they have two Audible exclusives exclusives folks you can't get it anywhere else it's true that is very true so if you guys want to get on the audible train you can go to audibletrial.com slash j-a-t-g that stands for johnny and the greg hook yourself up with a 30-day free trial no promises no nothing if you don't like it which i can't imagine you're not going to like it um it, you can cancel at any time but the great thing about that is the books you get during your free trial or if at any time those books are yours like you get to keep them you can listen to them non-stop anytime all the time sounds like a deal to me man so if you guys are smart like i know you guys are because you already listened to this podcast sign yourself up guys what do you got to lose it's 30-day free trial yeah. and it's books it's knowledge you gotta drink it up it is so one more time, it is audibletrial.com slash J-A-T-G. Hey guys and ladies out there listening, happy Mother's Day. It's belated, but we're, we are recording yeah. on a Sunday. So just wanted to say happy Mother's Day to everybody out there um, from Johnny and the Greg. Greg, how was your, uh, how was your Sunday? Did you take care of that mom? <laughs> um, well, no, <laughs> I, I didn't actually. You didn't it's... take care of your mom or you didn't take care of your wife? My wife. Yeah. Okay. It's uh it's interesting and i don't i don't know how to say this without making it sound disparaging Evil. or bad but mother's day is really should just be called grandmother's day because like at least for us like everything okay. is surrounding like are we going to go to my mom's house are we going to go to her mom's house and you know like which grandma are we going to visit on Mother's I see Day? Going. Okay, because you're obligated to do one or the other. Like right. that, there's no, and so I feel, and, and Father's Day is the same deal. I mean, it, I feel like, uh, um, if you're a parent and you've got kids that are like school age, and both your parents are still around, and and you have, they're not, they're not so far away that you can't be like, yeah, we're sorry, we can't see you because you're three states away or, or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, you're almost yeah, obligated you, to go over there. It is. It is an obligation to, to pick, pick which relative, which side of the family you're going to go to. And that's what you're going to do. Yeah. And I see there's that. one year I tried to be like, this is your day. Let's just, let's just do whatever it is that you want to do moms can't do that especially girls <coughs> girls well, feel guilt family guilt that, more that's than just guys it do. the guilt trip came in and and it was and and then we tried to do the same thing on father's day for me and i didn't uh i guess i did feel guilty a little bit but that's because i got guilt tripped into yeah. well are you going to do this and you know, I'm not even gonna say which side of the family it was, but it turned into, right. well, are you gonna go? Oh, you can't come to our place. You must be going to right, this other yeah. Place. And we're like, no, actually, we're we're spending the day like 
with the five of us. They're like, I'm a dad. I'm a father. I'm going to yeah, enjoy like, Father's Day. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. It's you make a good point there. It it does become, and in and look, I don't think even your parents or Krista's parents, I don't think they even consciously think that. I think it's just it just turns into a guilt trip because you know you're hurting their feelings and you're like, yeah. damn it, like. So I get that. I think we, um, did get, we did get an interesting email. Yeah, that that was a total attempt at a guilt trip, but that's oh. pretty normal. And okay. so I just go, all right, whatever. Yeah, sometimes it's what you have to do, and sometimes you get you just gotta take a stand. You just gotta sit there and say, oh, nope, yeah. this is how it is. Moving forward. Yep. Yeah. It's good luck with that, though, for everybody yeah, out thanks. there. That's your attempt uh, to make a stand. I've tried to make many a stand, and you lose. Uh, I mean. Well, you lose one way or the it's, other. Yeah, it's a lose-lose. Either yeah. either you go spend time with you and your children and enjoy the day and then eventually have to deal with the fallout later. Yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah, or you no, just I'm give it up. You. I'm with you. I remember there was one time on my family, and I'm not going to say whose, but I would, I would clash heads with an older person. I was a kid at the time, and one of my, um, one of my relatives, I would clash we would clash. We wouldn't see eye to eye. And I was always told, look, he's old. He's set in his ways. You just got to be the better person and just like go, the, go with the flow of this, of what they want to yeah. do. Yeah. And I would like, okay, you know, I get it because I always thought, okay, when I get that age, I'm going to be the one that my, I, I want to do this and this is how it goes. And I, everybody has to go with the flow with me and no, that's yeah. not happening with me. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, I want my restitution, man. <clears throat> it's interesting that, I mean, everybody's like, well, you're never too old to learn new things. I mean, and you kind of get that piece, but it's the same person that will be like, well, they're, well, you know how so-and-so is and they're not going to change. And I'm like, fuck it, change. Like yeah, that's, I agree with you. I'm sorry. I mean, I agree. don't, I agree. don't, don't rag on me saying that, Oh, well, you know, never stop learning, never stop reading, never stop growing, things like that. And then in the same breath say, well, I'm not going to do that. Well, that takes self-reflection, Greg, and that's very painful <laughs> and hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, anyway, we're done bitching. Still, um, happy Mother's welcome Day, to the buddy. show. <laughs> um, Greg, I think you're on mute. I, I think, okay, you're not. I, I, I'm trying to mute myself when I cough so I'm not ah, pulling out somebody's speakers. All right. I wanted to bring up something. Um we have two things. I don't guys, I don't expect this to be a long podcast, but I do want to have you guys understand that next week we are having a chef on, I believe. Yes. yes. Yep. And we are very excited about that. But I want our audience to do us a favor. Um if you can, anything you guys want to know about chefs or any any questions you want to know, uh either Text us, text us that, or get on our page, many pages on the interwebs, yeah. and let us know what you guys want us to ask him. I have a buttload already, but doesn't mean we won't take um, uh, really good questions. So you, yeah, you can hit us up on any of our link tree, link tree links in the description down below, or you can email us at johnnyandthegreg at gmail dot com. Boom. All right. Um, I wanted to talk about uh, one thing, and I, I guess we're we're dealing with kind of real life stuff here. Um, we have two things to talk about. The first one uh, is going to be this, <clears throat> and then we're going to follow Greg's something that Greg has been tinkering with about talking, and I think it's a good discussion, or at least a oh, fair discussion. Okay. But this and one, I do, and I do have one more thing after that, so we'll have three topics to go over. Cool. Um, I want to read this. There's only one way to do this is read this. This is from a, uh, a person on Instagram. Her name is uh, Sherry Chan. She happens to be Matt Chan's wife. Um, and I met her once um, and at, at a CrossFit place. And we and we had a t we had talk. And she seemed very insightful when it comes to the world of relationships. And what I always liked about what you and I have is we have you and I have a real good understanding and a real I, I want to say a passion for being the best husbands we can, right? Yeah, sure. I'm not setting you up for anything. You're looking at me weird. I'm not setting you up. I, know, I just I thought like this, little... was, this would be something to talk about because I think it's a really cool introspect. And I think 
a lot of people might need to hear this. All right. So sit back, relax. Here we go. She starts with a rant about love. Lately, I've been triggered by the quantity of posts. See that a modern version of the Disney fairy tale. Live your best life, but not putting up with anything from your mate. If they don't do, get you a new love. You fill in the blank of all the advice out there that says some version of this. I realize most people understand how ridiculous this is. It's pretty shitty president and, and potentially the plethora of bullshit propaganda could lead to a lot of confused expectations, unnecessary breakups, and unhappiness. Truth is, love is exactly that. It's love. It's dark, it's light, it's playful, and it's sad. Before you go setting expectations for somebody else, take a look in the mirror. I think that's a really good point there. We like to set expectations on how the other is supposed to love us. Ironically, they also have their own expectations of how we should love them. I dare you to find a couple where they where these two expectations don't conflict. One small change in mindset can change your entire relationship. Drop the expectations of how they are supposed to love you and instead just love them. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. If you're pissed about your person not being the person you thought they were or think they should be, stop. Look in the mirror. Give them the grace to be a human and work on yourself first. I promise you it will change your relationship forever. I'm not saying there's not reasons for people to split, and I'm not saying partners don't treat each other like shit. What I'm saying is our energy more often is on what they should be doing for us instead of how we ourselves can love them better. We want power or control. If I don't stand up for myself, who will? But this is what I want, and I'm not getting what I want. But you did this. Uh, I think that makes sense. If you're being truthful and you really love your person, try looking in the mirror, dropping the expectations, and when in conflict, ask yourself, am I reacting like a person who truly loves this other person? If I really love this person, can I drop the ego? It is from these questions and self-reflections that we allow love to bloom into its potential. Try it. What do you have to lose? That's it. I thought it was really interesting because I think that is a great point that I think, um, personally speaking, I can only personally speak, and I think I can speak for Ursula with this, is that we had to overcome that expectation thing. Yeah. That happens in relationships. So my initial reaction is actually a quote from a book that I just finished. Um, and it was on, it's uh, called Heaven's River by Dennis Taylor, Dennis E. Taylor. And it's a, it's a sci-fi um, kind of space exploration, interesting novel. It's the fourth book in a series. Um, but in there, there's a character and... Uh, they're on an alien world and this guy's interacting with an alien species and he talks about, you know, the golden rule. Yeah. And then he, he's like, well, it's a golden rule. You treat others how you want to be treated. And she's like, the alien's like, no, that's the silver rule. And he's like, oh, do tell. And she said, there's, uh, there's four rules and there was a bronze, there was, uh, a copper, silver and gold. Okay. And I don't, I don't remember the, the bronze or copper, but the silver rule is the treat others like you want to be treated. Um, and then the, the golden rule is treat others how they would like to be treated. And it was an interesting shift because and she, mindset. Yeah. She goes on to explain like, you know, if you, if you treat others, how you want to be treated and, and kind of the example was if you're, if you're a vegetarian and you want to treat others how you would like to be treated. When you have guests over for dinner, you feed them vegetarian food, not taking into consideration anything that they might like. And the outside of other side of that is like, if I'm not a vegetarian, but I'm having vegetarians over and I serve them all steak, they're going to be like, Oh, I'm like, cause that's how I would like to be treated when I go out is I want steak. So and I that's just it. not, it's just not very thoughtful. So when you treat others how they would like to be treated, that's taking their thoughts and needs and wants into account and treating them appropriately. I, I think that's great. I think the only caveat with that would be you have to know them enough to know how they would want to be treated. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and like, that's part of part of it is then, you know, taking the time to get to know somebody well enough to 
And I think that's pretty common in a marriage is, you know, you don't, you don't treat your wife how she or how you want to be treated. You treat your wife how she would like to be treated. Yeah. Or just the expectation. <clears throat> Expectations can kill relationships. Yeah. They can turn you, they can get you so mad at a situation where your partner never even knew you felt that way, never even knew yeah. that that was an expectation. It was never discussed. <clears throat> and uh, I've learned, and as well as Ursula, through trial and tribulation, that man, expectations will kill you. So open communication mm-hmm. is really, um, really important. And I know that guys, everybody gets beat over the heads with the, uh, the first, uh, you gotta have open communication. Yes, you do. But also you have to learn how to communicate. And what I mean by that is you got to learn how to say something maybe several different ways, because usually the first way you say it isn't really the, <laughs> right. the most gentle, Well, at least from my nature. In communication, a lot of people, when you tell them that, they're just like, oh, we need, we just need to talk. No, it's not just needing to talk. You need to learn communication styles. And yeah, and you need, I mean, which may require you going to that relationship section of the bookstore or that, uh, you know, even self-help section of the bookstore learning about personality types. Right. And, you know, there, there's a book out there called, uh, languages of apology, which is awesome because you need to know your, your significant other's language of apology. Like, how do you say, I'm sorry for them that they actually feel like you're sorry? Cause some people like you can say, Hey, I'm sorry. Right. And that's good enough. They go, okay, you've apologized. We can move on. Some people, you need to describe how sorry you are mm-hmm. in detail. Yep. Um, some people you need to, uh, follow up the I'm sorry with like some sort of token or gift. Like right. that's how, that's how they feel like, Oh, you actually are sorry because you've put thought in now into a gift or a token or something. I mean, mm-hmm. and it goes on and there's five different styles to apology and you're like, wow. And yeah. if you're, if your style is different than your spouse's, um, you're in for some, some hard roads until you figure that out. Because right. while you you might you may be like oh I'm sorry and then you walk away, she's not taking that as an apology. She's thinking exactly. like you you're not even taking the time to apologize correctly. Exactly. I I think you're absolutely right there. I think that's the part where people say you have to sacrifice <clears throat> for a relationship. Yeah. They're not saying you have to give something up. What they're pro- most of the time how I've interpreted it is that you have to put away your I'm right I'm man and and mm-hmm. I'm not gonna like, I, I said, I'm sorry. And, and, it, and it's not, it's not that, yeah, you did say you're sorry, but just like you said, Greg, you didn't say it in the way that she accepts it. Right. Or that she'd be open to it. Another thing that I've learned is that don't apologize and then finish it with, but, oh yeah, this really upset me. You that is a, big butt out of it. Yeah. You basically just canceled out the. You know, you basically just canceled out the the apology. Yeah, so now she's exactly hearing what you did. Yeah. So guys, if if you get anything from this podcast today, when you say I'm sorry, just say I'm sorry for hurting you. Period. Don't don't feel like you need to still give your two cents of why you needed to defend yourself right. or why you needed to stand your ground or why you needed to say what you said or why you got mad. It's not about you. Mm-hmm. It's about mending the relationship. So um, I don't think we've ever gotten that deep. Oh, haven't we? I don't know. I don't know. You I don't know, know, I, I, I looked at, uh, you know, how your phone can bring up memories and from pictures yes, and stuff that you did. Of course. It was two years ago today that yes. we, that we were testing. Yes. We were like, how is this going to work? Yep. Yeah. So I think <clears throat> right around this time when it comes out, we're on our two year anniversary. Yeah. 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 So Something anybody bad. want to send us gifts, you know, <laughs> send it. We will just send, if you just, just want to send us an emoji, I'm cool with that. So let us know you're out there. This yeah. isn't for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's going to happen, Greg, it's going to be, end up being like a Bill and Ted thing. Like aliens are finally going to come down and they're going to go, Oh, hi. Yeah. We want to talk to your leaders. And, and like, we're picking pres- these guys. <laughs> yeah. The president walks out and he's like, no, no, no. 
Johnny and the Greg. We want to talk to those guys. We've yeah. been listening to those guys for years. <laughs> and then he's gonna who? Who? Yeah. Those, who? Those who guys? Are they talking about? Yeah. Who are they? That's right. CIA my fantasy world. Yeah. In my fantasy world, we're saving the world. Or we're bridging communications. Anywho. So I, I just thought that was a really cool um a thing. Um I have a lot of people that are in relationships and I can just see them butting heads and not getting it. And it's not their fault. I don't think anybody ever sits there and I don't I don't remember ever having a conversation with my mom or my dad who broke it down the way you and I just broke this down. Yeah, no. And I think that's sorely missed. And I, I'm going to try my best to tell my daughter that. I'm going to try, but we'll see. No. I, I never went to my dad for relationship advice. Right, I, yeah. I tried once, and it was a disaster. <laughs> yeah. I love no, you, Dad, but no. yeah. Yeah. How do I ask a girl? You just walk right up and ask her. I'm like, I don't, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> yeah, you know what? My dad said the same thing. You put, If you score a touchdown, you don't need to ask them. They just come <laughs> to you. Okay, Dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was a defensive lineman, Dad. I'm gonna yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So we'll move on from that. I wanted to, you brought up something interesting that you wanted to talk about with the um Josh. I can't say. Oh, his. the Josh Ween. So I'm like, you're gonna have to remind me. I don't know what I'm. Thank you. Of. Yeah. We bring up stuff all the time, and we're like, yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so the Josh Whedon thing. So if you're if you're not hip to it yet we talked about it a lot uh, especially last week yeah, uh, HBO, HBO Max has a show called The Nevers and it's an excellent show it really is um, it was and Joss Whedon created the show along with many many others uh, but he was like their lead like he was mm -hmm. the he was what HBO was going to be like oh we've got the new Joss Whedon show you know Joss Whedon the guy that did the Avengers first two Avengers films and fire Buffy the vampire Buffy fire. the vampire slayer. I mean, they, they, a slew of stuff. Yes. Um, but it, it very recent, well, not even very recently. I mean, this whole thing with DC and justice league and, and Ray Fisher, um, it's been blowing up that maybe Joss Whedon isn't a great guy and right. not just, not just not a great guy, but a dick like yeah. on set threat. Tyrant. Yeah, yeah, making unsafe workplace. I, like even it came out that on the set of Buffy, there was one at one time he was he yelled at Michelle Trachtenberg, who I think was a fifteen or sixteen year old at the time. She played uh, uh, Dawn, Buffy's sister, later on in the series. Okay, and like after that one meeting, <clears throat> they said. Like her agent and like the managers and even the 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 studio was like, okay, so uh, Michelle and Joss can never be alone in a trailer together, right? And and it almost sounded like it was you know when I first heard, I'm like, oh, was he like going for like a sexual advance or something like that? And the answer is no. He was just such a bully, yeah, that she felt so threatened, and yeah. And in one of those things, like when it first came out and I was, I was a pretty Joss Whedon fan. So I'm like, is this just like, I mean, this is coming out years later. Mm -hmm. Like, what do I think about that? Is this just like someone's trying to get attention or what? But then I heard an interview with, um, it was with James Marsters. Oh, okay. Nope. It was James Marsters who played Spike and right. he was interviewing, uh, Jim Butcher actually. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. It was James Marsters and he was on um, Michael Rosenbaum's podcast. Oh, yes. Okay. And they were just kind of covering, like, what's it like to be in a CW show? Because they were both actors on a CW show. And Marsters was like, I was supposed to die, like, in the first season. But the fans loved me so much that the studio forced Whedon to keep Spike as a character. And Whedon felt so wronged by the studio that he, at one point, like... Like double lapel grabbed Marsters and like threw him up against a wall of the back set and was like, I'm, you're fucking dead. I'm going to kill you. You are fucking dead. Like just going off on him. And, and, uh, Rosemont's like, what? Like you did that? Was that good? He's like, oh, it totally motivated me to be a good actor. Uh, uh, Marsters was saying this and motivated him to be a good actor so that he kept a job. Like, 
like it made me want to act better so that I can keep my job. But yeah, just the fact that a director and a showrunner was like throwing his actors around. Right. It just seems to me that that was like, like how dare you be so good that I need to keep you on my show. Right. You would almost think it'd be a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't like spike until way down the line, but anyway, but <laughs> well, regardless, but anyway, that's, I mean, re- that's yeah, it's not the point. The point, the, the point, it just seemed to me that we didn't kind of, it seems like, like you said, a bully, it screams to me, a head coach of a football team. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Iron, like, like my way or the like highway. Vars- varsity blues. Uh, yes. Not, like that coach. That's exactly who I was thinking about when you said that. Yeah. Where, and now this, we're at the point now where the players are rebelling and yes. like Ray Fisher was like, no, this is, this is bullshit. I'm yeah. not putting up with this. And so he started to speak out, which drew other people out, other actors to speak out. And just last Friday, so just a couple of days ago, uh, Gal Gadot, who, who plays Wonder Woman and has been kind of quiet about it. She's like, no, we had an issue, but it wasn't a big deal in a, I believe an Israeli publication or something like that. She was doing an interview and she started to detail out like, yeah, he in a private meeting told me cause there were lines that he wanted wonder woman to say. And she's like, that doesn't fit the character at all. Like it right. just doesn't seem. And she was like, just starting to get ready to work with Patty Jenkins on the first wonder woman film, Patty right, Jenkins, yeah. Oscar winning director, you know, mm-hmm. made, has made some awesome stuff. Yeah. And Joss Whedon, then started to just tear down Patty Jenkins as a director and then threaten Gail Gadot saying, if you don't say these lines that I have written, I am going to ruin your career. I don't care that you have another movie coming out. I don't care that it's going to be with Patty Jenkins. I have enough clout in this town to ruin your career if you don't do this. Yeah. And she's like, okay, talk to some of the higher upset Warner Brothers. And they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll have a chat with them. And all she's saying is that it was handled. Yeah. Actually, I read a direct quote from her because it's funny. You, I, I read that on Friday, too. She said it was quickly handled. Mm-hmm. That's all she said. So I wonder what she said, or maybe you're right. Maybe she went up to the higher-ups at Warner Brothers, or maybe she stood her ground right there and said, It Go could be. It. I mean, she was being set up to be a franchise yeah. actor. Carry, I mean, carry multiple films. Mm-hmm. And maybe she threatened to walk where, where with Cyborg, they weren't really going that route. They weren't right. going to try to set him up on solo films or anything as big as Wonder Woman. Right. So, but yeah. And, and so the question I have, so now that we've covered all the background, we, we know right. that there are issues with Joss Whedon. Like he walked off or, or was, uh, dismissed from the nevers. Right. Like, like he worked on like the first two episodes, I think, and then was like disinvited from the set. Um, and so when we hear about celebrities that somehow end up being terrible people, you know, for, for any multitude of reasons in part of this cancel culture, which I'm not even sure I like the term cancel culture anymore because sometimes it is unneeded and, and sometimes it's, it's consequence culture where it's like, Hey, you made some pretty shitty decisions and now you're just have to live up to them. Um, do we still enjoy their previous works? Like, are we, do we take away their, what they've already made because they're a shitty person? And I think it's, it's an interesting balance. Cause I mean, we can bring up any number of celebrities. Like the first one I remember it coming up was with like Michael Jackson or Bill um, Cosby or Bill Cosby or, you know, um, army hammer is now in the news quite a bit yeah. for his, his transgressions. Um, so all this stuff, Kevin Spacey, you know, Oscar winning actor, uh, you know, made some great pieces of, of work. Do we just not enjoy those anymore? Do we not watch their stuff? Do we not it, listen to their music? It sounds to me like you're trying to say, and let me know if I'm wrong off this, but like you're trying to say we need to take a stand and not give these people any more power. Kind of. I mean, 
whether they get more work or power is kind of up to the system. And I mean, there's more to it than that. Right. But, but if, and I'm talking about like we are stuff. downloading. I mean, yes, I know. So let's say Michael Jackson's still alive, right? Let's well, say he's let, still alive. I think that's a little under. Let, let's talk about Kevin Spacey because his okay. was pretty bad. That's Kevin a good Spacey. One. Kevin Spacey, you know, right. Forced himself on a young man. I don't even mm-hmm. know how old he was, but I think he was underage. Yeah. Um, young gay man. You know, they were doing a play together or whatever. And so if he comes back to acting ever. Kevin Spacey. Yes. Kevin Spacey. Do you watch his new movie versus do you go back? Like, do you watch seven ever again? Do you watch house of cards ever again? Do you watch, you know, these things that he was lauded for and made great films in terms of protest, right? Greg, in terms of protest. Yeah. Do you go back? Like if it's on, do you still watch it or do you change the channel in terms of like, no, screw that guy. I can't do it anymore. Um, I think that has to do with, the individual. I know that's such a cop out, but I, to me, I'll watch seven again because it, it's to me it, it it was never about Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey just happened to play the the, the deranged that the bad guy. He just happened to play the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, American Beauty. That's one where I could if you could sit there and say to me like I can't watch it because of what I know he does now. Yeah. Um. That one I kind of get because it was all about him. He won an Academy Award. Uh-huh. Um, I'm sorry, he won an Oscar for that. Oscar and Academy Award, same thing, right? There is other same things, yes. Okay. Um, so maybe I can see more people protesting that. But every time, I think it's an interesting conversation, wh- whoever you want to fill in the blank with. There are other people that busted their ass to put that product out. There are other people um, that have worked just as hard or are working just as hard to try to get to what other, whatever level. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like you can't punish them. You can't, you can't punish them for that. Like, so for jo- Josh, Josh Whedon, if yeah. you don't want to watch the Nevers because he came up with the idea and he executed the first two episodes, my God, that, that destroys the the people that put the I mean let's just the lighting so the people that are behind the scenes of the costumes the lighting the the actors getting them all ready you're punishing them you're not mm-hmm. punishing him. he's already kind of been punished like you said he's already been punished he's never gonna work again yeah and if he works again he's working with like and I hate to bring him up but he's got his uh canuppance if that's a word to um, uh, Mel Gibson. He'll be working with Mel Gibson in a C movie or B movie that only comes out on sci-fi. Well, I, th- I mean, with a guy like Whedon, I think he's going to end up ghost writing or ghost creating yeah. a lot yeah. of stuff. It's like, okay, well, we might pay you probably a lot less because the name Absolutely. recognition is no longer there right. um, to create for, you know, television movies and stuff like that but you get no credit and you're only going to make a fraction of what you used to make yeah um truth be known i walked into to a comic book store this week and i was looking for new stuff to read not in the marvel or dc i just started going to independent stuff Mm -hmm. Uh, and i came across josh whedon comic books some stuff he's written and i first went "Ooh, josh like i did josh 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 I don't think he deserves his name. So, right, so. Um, and it has nothing to do with that I struggle at it. Just this is me taking my stand. <laughs> um, and I did kind of go, oh, well, no, I don't care. I'll just move on to something else. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if that has to do with the fact of him being a tyrant or him not being a tyrant or me just not being into it. But anyway, I just thought I'd mention that. Um, but what do you guys think out there? Anybody listening, uh, let us know at our many places that you can get yeah. a hold of us at. Let us know, like, are you taking a stand at, uh, for certain performers, for certain people? Are you not buying certain products because you found out the CEO was doing this? I mean, this goes all the way back to Michael Jordan when you, when he found out or somebody said to him, hey, how do you feel about the sweatshops in China making your shoes? You know, and he always said, mm-hmm. no comment. You know, yeah. like, you know, I think it, I think I, I think Michael Jordan was lucky 
And what I mean by that is it was a it was kind of a blissful time to be ignorant back then. Yeah, you the information away with it. didn't didn't flow like yeah. it does now. You know, now you got to be you really got to be on your P's and Q's. The only thing I don't like that's going on is that people will go back to your past, pull something from your past. And even though you have amended your ways and you're Mm -hmm. a much better person now, they're going to punish you for that. I don't think that's right. I think if you've definitely shown some growth and development. Yeah. I mean, because you've got you've got actors now that started off as like YouTube kids. And yes, you know, if if you were recording yourself playing an online video game or something like that, you know, 15 years ago, and if anybody's been in a chat room or uh, an audio feed for like Call of Duty or something like that, these kids are vile. (laughs) They are spewing hate language like there's no tomorrow. And then if you're an actor that was doing that and then, you know, here you are. And they dig that up and you're like, you've got to show some growth and development. Right. Or it's almost like if you were to put an actual microphone on a football field, you don't think Tom Brady isn't sitting there saying every F-bomb in the world. I hear hear he drops F-bombs every single day. It's like he's one of his favorite words. I think he admitted it on the Dak Shepard thing. He's like, I love that word. Um. But not only that, the probably the racial things that are being thrown at each other back and forth, yeah. I'm sure it's there. I'm sure it's there. I I mean, definitely among like the black, same race. Yeah, I think yeah. It, it goes back all the time. Um, but even as far as sports teams go, do you not do you no longer follow your sports team or your your are you going to stop watching like like? You know, if I don't know, if someone on your team is found out to be a, a, a wife beating rapist and charges are pending and stuff like that, but hey, he's still on the team. Do you cancel watching the team? I actually know this question for myself. I would say most people don't. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't. <laughs> um, I know that I start rooting against certain teams because of certain players. Um, I know I do that for a fact. I know I, but I, again, I'm not really tied to any team to the point where I will turn a blind eye to certain things. Um, right. For a long time, the NFL was full of. Oh, the uh, NFL still is full of violent criminals. Yes. Um, but they had this whole domestic abuse and I'm not going to, we're not going to go into this podcast over that, but I mean, because the point of the point of this question was basically, you know, do you boycott certain things because of certain people? Yeah. Um, and I'm not boycotting the nevers. I think it's a great show Yeah. and it's almost the greater good type of thing, but maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'm being just selfish because I enjoy a good show and it's for some reason lately, I've been in this show funk where I can't seem to find any good show. So if I find something I'm really into, I'm like You're into ecstatic. It. Yeah, I'm into it. Well, I'm ecstatic. I think you hit the nail on the head for a lot of, you know, I think we agree in terms of like, I, I'm not going to cancel watching certain shows or listening to certain types of music. Well, maybe the music thing, I'm a little more, like I don't want to ever listen to Chris Brown again. Okay. For for multiple beat ups on Rihanna. Yeah. Um. But that being said, I was never a big Chris Brown fan. Yeah. Where Michael Jackson's made some fantastic music, mm-hmm. and I do have a tendency to be like, eh, yeah, I'm just gonna not think about that and listen to his greatest hits album. So to you, it it's almost an assault on your moral character. <clears throat> kind like of struggling I mean, with yourself. Yeah, and. At the same time, what I was saying, I think you're right in that. When I, like, I'll watch, and because we were talking about Kevin Spacey, I mean, he's made some great stuff. I really love A Time to Kill, which is a, a film. Right. Uh, he and Matthew McConaughey, he's in that film. Um, like, I don't want to take away the residual checks of the other actors that are in that film yeah. because Spacey's an asshole. 
Right. Or what are you going to boycott every movie that <clears throat> Weinstein had any involvement in? You like, almost can't. I mean, yeah. he had such a, he's done so many films. Right. Right. And yeah, you're just, so I think, yeah, it's to the point now with what's coming out on so many different people. Could you, I mean, could you, <laughs> could you imagine if, if Kevin Bacon ended up being a terrible person? I don't oh, think he is. I really like Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Um, He's got great yeah. marriage advice. Right. Uh, but the, that just that game, the six degrees of Kevin Bacon, like, yes. It's yes. like so many people are connected mean. to him. Like if he ended up being like a multiple rapist serial killer who's keeping like women in his basement. Right. Could you imagine? I mean, you'd have to take off like everything from like 79 to, to now. You'd be like, right. nope, all those, we can never watch them again. I agree. Well, again, it's like, especially if it's a classic. Okay. If so, for example, I mean, we all know what Mel Gibson did. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm still going to watch like the Mad Maxes. I'm still going to watch those. Movies. Mm -hmm. I'm still going to watch lethal weapons. I'm still going to go back into the, uh, the, the, the way back machine and, and sit down and watch a good Mel Gibson eighties movie. Mm -hmm. Um, well in Mel, see, here's where we get into it a little bit deeper, you know, Someone like Spacey who like forced himself on somebody or Weinstein who was like totally abusing his power yeah. Yeah. to get laid. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> that's terrible. I mean, I, like that's, but for Mel who was an anti-Semite and a racist at the same time, I think Mel can grow to be. Like he can grow out of that. Like the, those are, if he Learn shows the error of his ways type thing. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know how you show that. I don't know how you, you know, can get past that, but it's possible mm -hmm. to, to be like, he can come on. I mean, he has apologized, I think numerous times. And even I saw a, a speech by Robert Downey Jr. Who was kind of like pleading the audience that was full of Hollywood super folks to say, haven't we like Mel's been punished and he has grown. Right. right. Can we like, and, and he's like, much like you guys did with me. Right. He's like I was a bad boy. I mm -hmm. did lots of wrong, but somehow I've been let back into the graces of Hollywood. We can do that for Mel. Right. Yeah. I think, um, I just think it's easier for society to point the finger and blame somebody else. That's where this, the term scapegoat came. Mm -hmm. Everybody likes the, everybody for some reason, especially nowadays, it's almost popular to do it, to stand up on your soapbox or your morality box and signal virtue signal. Hey, I wouldn't do that. And I'm condemning anybody else that yeah. would do that. You know, um, people are really into that right now. So, um, it just reminds me of, uh, something that Dave Chappelle said to Joe Rogan, I think this week, and they were talking about politics and he just said, like, forget politics, man. He goes, just be kind to each other. Just be mm -hmm. kind. He goes, you'd be, a, you'd be shocked. He goes, kindness is my politics. That's, that's what I'm doing now. I'm just going to be kind because if I'm kind to somebody, that gains respect. And when you're yeah. kind and you have respect, it equals, it equals trust. And if, you, if we all just start trusting each other, like, he, is a, he, he, he made some great points, and I'm destroying what he said so these aren't quotes but um if you have a shot listen to it um because mm -hmm. believe it like if you really listen to dave Chappelle, oh, he's got a lot of wisdom brilliant he's yeah. brilliant he's yeah. got a lot of wisdom. he really thinks stuff out and he really and I, I really appreciate anybody that can take their thoughts and put them out into really good well thought out mm -hmm. um, points um he does a great job at that and joe does too for the most part. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I think everybody needs to do that. So, and that's the other thing I kind of wanted to bring up with this whole subject we're talking about here is that, look, man, I think at some point, I don't know what faith everybody follows, but at some point, especially with mm. the faith that you follow, there's a whole <clears throat> forgiveness part of this. There is. There's a yep. whole, Hey, um, he understands his wrong. And he's trying to make right. We should, mm -hmm. like everybody did with Robert Downey Jr., accept him back. So if 
Whedon eventually figures out that, yeah, you know what? I just need to be nice to people. <laughs> like the mm-hmm. kindness thing again. I just need to be nice. You know, we can't really turn our backs to people. I mean, everybody messes up and fucks up on a daily basis. It's just, we're not in the, we're not, we're not in the spotlight. And I think there's this thing in Hollywood and I think in upper higher societies where because they're powerful, because they have connections or wealth, Mm -hmm. it corrupts them. It does. They're only human. There's a great quote and I didn't believe it. But I, I I think the more I see the world, the more I believe it is that absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. It does. It just, you find yourself, um, you find yourself thinking you're above certain things and eventually you get humbled. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think a big part of, I think a big part of uh, like, I think we need to, I'm not saying forgive we. <clears throat> If Whedon's still being a dick, is he saying if he's saying everybody's ganging up on me and I and he's playing the poor me card, then he hasn't learned. Right. Well, and you know, funny thing about forgiveness is I mean, you can forgive, but you and we're when you talk about my fate, we're talking about the Bible and Christianity, you know, it says forgive. I, I don't need to forget though. Like <laughs> like that's not something I need to do. Is that okay? I, I I love to fight that. Not, not fight it because I, I know what you're talking about because I I do it too. I forgive, but I don't forget. Mm. But are you really forgiving then? I, I like to think so. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just taking your, per, like, taking that influence out. Like, wish you all the best, but, you know, we're not going to. Like, I don't need to choose to hang out with you anymore or something like that. Okay, so that's a good point. So let's stop there. <clears throat> let's bring that back to Whedon. So let's say Whedon gets, or he has, I'm sure he was having his hands in many projects at the time. The yeah. Nevers came out when all this bad news, actually this, the Nevers came out after this news started surfacing. Yeah, he was working on it, like, right as all that so was coming out. If we were to sit there and say, <clears throat> you know what, we're going to boycott, um, like we would have missed out on that. We would have punished all those people for that yeah. one thing. Yeah. Or he, or that one person. Right. So I guess the needs of the many outweigh the few. Kind of. I mean, and and what's what's going to happen is kind of the what I'm talking about. It's like if 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 Hollywood could be like, okay, we yeah, you, know, you you know you took some therapy or whatever, your anger management or, you know, you're a better person, but we don't need to hire you again. Like we don't need to. I, okay. Like, so I guess there's your, <clears throat> don't forget. yeah. Yeah. It's like, there's okay. your, yeah. Okay. So, some, maybe in 20 years, someone will take a chance on him again to write something and he can put his name on it or, you know, I guess, but I guess that's what I'm struggling with. Is that true forgiveness then? If you're not letting this guy amend himself, if you're not letting him, giving him a second chance. Um, do we really truly believe that people deserve second chances? I do. I mean, you know, I, I know there's, you know, you can't sit there and say, well, I can't, I can't sit there and say, you know, you know, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dahmer, he's, he's sorry. We should, uh, (laughs) let him out. You know, there's always exceptions to every rule and there's always extremes to every rule. Um, I love the whole thing that people always used to throw at me that love is love, you know, when they're talking about whatever. Yeah. And it always goes in my head is, yeah, well, love is love until you're loving your sister. Then it's not love yeah. is love, is it? Yeah. Then it's, then it's not. I mean, the other thing that we're getting at is, I mean, we're not personally connected to any of this. I mean, no, yeah, we're not. Where, you know, the people that Joss Whedon bullied probably have some, and it's not just, there's another guy out there whose name I can't remember off the top of my head. He's a big Broadway producer. Same type of big bully. Behavior. Yeah. Huge bully. And people are like, you're done. And he's been dismissed from shows. Like he shut down his production company kind of thing. Wow. Um, and he was working with like Hugh Jackman. Like they were, they were yeah. putting together a West Side Story or no, uh, Music Man, maybe revival. Okay. Uh, and now they, they got a, they got to scramble to get another producer. 
to, yeah. to work on the show with them. So like to the people that that affects, they might not, not ever want to work with that guy again. Be like, no. Meanwhile, if he produces a show in 15 years, like I'm not going to know that. I, so that's the other thing. We, we might mistakenly watch something or listen to something or, or that's what enjoy it. And you're going to go, oh, that's them. Oh, didn't know that. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think from this point, I mean, like, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I think just drag that dead horse more, but why? So let's talk about something else. Yeah. Um, what what are your thoughts on, there's a lot of upheaval. Um, this will be the last thing we talk about today, folks, because no, no, got much. Oh, you got one more. Let's go with yours. Okay. Mine's not that important. Um, as going back to the you, the young YouTube stars that are just you look at them and you're like why do you, why do we put up with you why do we still and I'm talking specifically about Jake Paul <laughs> so <clears throat> I think he's a pos but he's he's really trying to work his way into the world of boxing mm-hmm. and he wants to be a fighter and and I'm not saying like I could go toe to toe with this guy because he's training like all day, every day with actually with boxing instructors. So, um, but he hasn't had a real fight yet. He fought one guy he fought was, I've seen him fight twice. Once, uh, his first fight I watched was against an ex NBA star. Yeah. And it was like a celebrity fight and it, it looked like both of them looked terrible. They didn't look like boxers. And so you go, okay, that was not entertaining. Um, the second fight was against a washed up UFC fighter. The guy was like in his forties was never a big, he wasn't big in the UFC. Like he wasn't like a style bender, right? That was his name. Something like that. I don't know. Um, and Paul knocked him down. They called it a knockout. He knocked him down. And then the guy, like, you know, it was the 10 count from the footage I saw. The guy, like, popped up right away, shook his hand, walked out of the ring, walked out of the arena with just this huge smile on his face because he got a giant payday. And you're like, okay. So fast forward to this week. Logan runs into Floyd Merriweather. Not not Logan. No, I'm sorry. uh, Jake. Jake. Yeah. Um. Goes up to Floyd Merriweather, who's you know I don't like him either because he's right. cocky as hell. That's but actually he, one guy that we can talk about that I don't like him because of the way he handles himself. Right. Yes. But he's a good boxer. Oh yeah, he's <laughs> like, good. He, he might. A lot of people <clears throat> consider him the greatest of all time. Um, they, yeah, a lot of people do. I don't, but a lot of people do. Right. Um. <laughs> but Jake Paul. Their posse's like come together and they're jaw jacking each other. Just he's and Floyd's like, let's get the contract together. I'll I'll knock you out, and I'm almost certain he will. I don't. I don't and from what he, I've understood, Floyd Mayweather cannot knock anybody out. He can out defend you just, and out point you. Okay. Well, this will anyway. At any rate, yeah. it's a fight that I want to watch. Okay. Um, because because Floyd's a real boxer, mm-hmm. like a legit real boxer, whatever right. strategy he uses. Um, and Jake Paul, they meet Did you see the footage? Yeah. He pulled a junior <laughs> high move. He, yeah. He's like, got your hat and pulls his hat off of, of a grown man and tries to run away and gets yeah. tackled by everybody. Yeah. And enrages Floyd. Like yeah. Floyd's like, I'm going to kill him. He's like, get the paper. I want to kill this kid in the ring. And maybe well, outside the ring. I don't know. But it was ridiculous. It's ridiculous because I'll tell you why I think it's ridiculous. Jake Paul, I don't expect anything less. This guy's doing whatever right. he can do to get on camera <clears throat> and get views because he watched his older brother do the same thing. But mm-hmm. I think his older brother did it better. Like, he his older brother messed up one time because I think he recorded. I, it's, I can't remember yeah. which one did it, but somebody it recorded somebody. Logan Paul. 
Okay. Logan, he, Logan Paul he, went to a, a forest he, in Japan. He went to the suicide forest in Japan. Yes. And yeah. filmed there. Yeah. And filmed somebody dead there. He filmed and like an actual dead body there. Seemed, I mean, again, I haven't, I don't really follow, you know, right. Rome, right. but he seems like he's trying to do podcasts and like, he seems right. humbled a little bit. Um, right. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is you have Jake Paul, who's the younger brother looking at his older brother making millions yeah doing this stuff and i don't think jake is as talented youtube instagram multimedia wise as his older brother and so he figures the best way to do this is just to be almost a like Child. remember shock jocks shock jocks <clears throat> yeah Right. Back in our day, guys, shock jocks were people that would go on the air and just say anything to get you to listen. Yeah, you know, like radio personalities. Yeah. That and he reminds me of that guy. So the who I'm a little bit shocked at is the way Floyd handled himself. He acted like how you would act in junior high if somebody stole your hat. You'd run after yeah. him and get all pissed off. And if this guy took my hat, I'd be like, okay, keep it. If you want a souvenir, keep it. Like... I, like, from what I understand, Floyd carries a bag of money with him at all times. You can buy a new fucking hat. I saw the hat. Yeah. It's not impressive. Right. Like, it's not made out of gold. It's not the hat you got from, I don't know, Frank Sinatra or something. It's 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 just a hat. Yeah. Like, if he grabs your hat and he takes off, cool. I mean, don't get me wrong, Greg. I'd love to see Jake Paul get his ass kicked because he's picking on, in my opinion, he's picking on people like, let's be honest. Um, Nate Robinson is a great basketball player for his size. I think he's like 5'10", mm-hmm. and that guy's thrown up 50 points a couple of times in his NBA career. Mm-hmm. He's a guy you don't want to play basketball against. But you took a basketball player and you put him in a boxing ring. Right. And then you knocked him out. Well, congratulations. That's like me. I don't know. It's like, it's like Greg, it's like you challenging me to a martial arts competition. What's going to happen? You're going to whoop my ass. I don't know anything about anything like right. that. Yeah. And even if I take a four month crash course, <clears throat> you're still going to whoop my ass. Yeah. yeah. So I'm and not impressed by that. And that's why I think it's because uh, I believe this fight's going to happen again. Yeah. I'm not going to pay to see it. No, I mean, I'm not going to go onto the pay-per-view and be like, oh yeah, I'm going to pay him the $75 to see this. Right. I'm going to want to look up the footage later. Because I think this is the fight that, yeah, Jake Paul's just going to be destroyed. But Hopefully. We'll see. I hope so. I mean. And, and really, that's, <laughs> that's what I would be paying to see. Is I want to I I see him get knocked out. Like, yeah, I, I'd like severely to see him do that to somebody that isn't retired or is picking up boxing as a hobby. I'd like to see him do that to somebody that's like, the reigning champion of something. Yeah. I don't see him doing that to John bon- Bone Jones. John Jones? Is that his name? I don't follow yeah. UFC that well. Um, I don't see him doing that to that guy. I don't see mm-hmm. him doing it to guys that can like knock you out with one punch. Right. Um, he's picking on people that are either retired or are doing this as a hobby or are doing this for a payday. He's not picking on anybody. Well, Dana White, who who's the... CEO and promoter of the UFC is like, I'll never let that Joker in the ring. He's like, yeah. he's not fighting for me ever. Right. Yeah. Cause Dana gets it. Like, okay. Yeah. You want to try that against Conor McGregor? Go for it. Like, yeah. go ahead. Like, Jake. And that's like, why he's like, I don't know. I think Dana White's got too, way too much respect for his sport to let him in. Well, yeah. I mean, he's this classic guy that needs attention any way he can get it because Mm -hmm. here's the problem with all those youtube personalities and i think logan started figuring this out too was that eventually the people that have been watching you for five seven years they start growing up and growing Mm -hmm. out of that yeah you don't care about you that much instead of yeah and so now you're starting to try and get the younger crowd that you just lost and so you start yeah, yeah you start trying to one-up yourself and start doing really lame, stupid shit. And that younger crowd thinks you're an old man. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So it, that's really tough, you know, so that's how I feel about that. You want to end it there? Yeah, we can. Yeah. Let's end it there. 
So for those of you that have listened, thank you very much. Um, for the Greg, anything, any last words, sir? Yes, you can hit like, you can subscribe, and for the rest of your week, don't be a douche. Yeah, and uh, while you're not being a douche, be kind. Yes. All right. For the Greg, this is Johnny. Podcast out, people. Thank you very much for listening. Shout out to Marshall.